Hello and welcome to Droplets, your weekly podcast dedicated to inspiring you by planting droplets of intuitive guidance and motivational words to help you create the life that you want to live. So grab a pen and paper because it's time to take action. Listen to the sweet sound of the droplets and let the ripple effect commence. Hello and welcome to today's show of Droplets. Today I am joined by the beautiful, the talented, the earth angel that she is, Lauren Barber, who is a yoga meditation teacher, a life coach, and what we call a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Hi, Lauren. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited to pick your brain today where we're going to talk everything energy, yoga, meditation, and all of the above. sounds so amazing. <laughs> How? I want to know because recently, well maybe not recently, but I've always had this kind of idea that I want to be a little yogi, like walking around in cool hippie pants with my yoga mat and everything else. And it was more the image that I thought was really cool. But a few, about a year ago, I think it was, maybe even two years ago, I was like, you know what, today, just go and experience some yoga. Have a one-on-one teacher or one-on-one lesson yourself or go to a class. But I was always really terrified because I knew I wasn't flexible, which is awful, right? It's a mindset that's going to stop you on your tracks. So I finally brought up, built up my courage and I went to a yoga class. And oh my God, all that materialistic thinking that I had went out the window. It was like this awakening in my body, awakening in my energy. And I became a yogi true and true at heart, minus the material objects. <laughs> I would love to know about your yoga journey and how you really started introducing it into your own daily practice and why you were inspired to become a teacher. Wow, okay. So my own yoga journey, um, well, it started probably about five years ago and I had I was doing quite a lot of strength training in the gym and I hadn't been doing it for that long. So my body wasn't really... Uh, I didn't have the correct foundations to to do that strength training and my body kind of deal with it. Plus, I was very anxious and stressed in my life at that moment as well. So my body was kind of under a little bit of pressure. So I ended up with a quite a nasty back injury, um, which I think actually was a, um, just before I, I met you for the first time. Because um, I remember you picking up that I had this back injury. Oh, wow. That feels like yeah, many yeah, years ago. It was so long ago. Um, so I I was sort of, I was really reluctant to do yoga because all I'd done in the past was some Pilates with a little bit of relaxation at the end. And I hated the relaxation. I really, really resisted stillness and being quiet for that time. So I... I really, really kind of just resisted going to yoga. And then it got to the point where I couldn't do the strength training. I couldn't really do any other exercise. And someone suggested yoga would maybe help my back. So I reluctantly (laughs) thought, well, I don't have anything to lose. I might as well go and see what happens. And, you know, worst case scenario, I don't like it. I don't do another class. So I found a local lady around um, where, am I, where I live and she offered a one-to-one session before you join a class. So I went to this one-to-one session and it was really amazing. I loved it. I just loved how strong actually the practice was. I, I had in my head that it was all about <laughs> sitting, quiet, um, kind of 
I don't know, like I did have the misconception that it was it was going to be really easy and boring, but it was far from that. It was Absolutely. Very <laughs> <laughs> it was very challenging. Um, it was um, awakening, as you say, like you just start to, I think the first time you do yoga in any shape or form, it is, um, there's a lot of acceptance because you you face yourself you know you face your body you face all of the stuff that you've probably tried to avoid that's what yoga does to you it holds this mirror up of of this is where your body's at today yes. and that might not be where you want it to be so you have to go through this process of sort of um acceptance and maybe there's quite a lot of resistance there and yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of stuff that can come up, but I don't want that to put people off. Um, it's it's, but it's cleansing. Beautiful. It's a cleansing yeah, process, right? So even if it's, it might come up and it might be emotionally challenging at that time, it is a cleansing. And you know, any challenge, any challenge that comes to your life, there's always an awakening or a new growth or a new opportunity that comes from it. So exactly, exactly. So I started going to classes with her, and I do remember very early on saying to myself oh my God, it would be so amazing to be a yoga teacher one day. Like, how awesome would that be? And I felt really at home in the studio and in using that practice and using that movement, it felt really good to me. And I still had to work through a lot of fear around my back. And it took me several years for me to feel confident going into, say, you know, a deeper back bend or um, working on one, some of the, the more challenging postures because I was very protective of my lower back yeah. after the injury. Um, but, yeah, at the time I sort of thought, oh, wouldn't it be amazing to be a yoga teacher? And then I was like, don't be so ridiculous, Lauren. You'll never be able to be a yoga teacher. Like, you've, you've not practiced long enough. Your body's not, like, you know flexible and you know doesn't look like a yoga teacher's body does and I had all this these blocks come up but very soon after that I just became completely kind of I suppose I don't think addicted is the word but just the practice just really got to me like it got into my body and I just craved it Mm. and I struggled to find a teacher locally that I really connected with. Like I loved this lady I was going to, but in terms of timing and stuff like that, it just didn't all align. Like the times that were available, she was a bit further away. It was a bit far for me to go on a regular basis. It was, there was, there was lots of kind of hurdles that I perhaps maybe now would, would have kind of worked through a bit more, but, but at the time they just felt like, oh, you know, I I can't find the right teacher, I can't do this, I can't do that. So I started practicing quite a lot at home, and then I did find a teacher that I really liked locally who just started teaching, Um, and it was a guy, and he actually gave me the confidence to think, you know what, I really do want to do this. I really do want to go and do my teacher training. I have no expectation. This was about two years into my practice. Um, I have no expectation to become this teacher but I would like to go and do the training um so yeah and it all aligned with a similar a time in my life where everything was shifting my previous business which had been PR and marketing in the equestrian world I had let go of and moved on from and I was pursuing a a career or um the start of a business in health coaching and coaching other people through their business and um you know and generally just being really really 
connected to the well-being industry and, the, mm. and, and, and wellness and helping to promote that in other people. So it was all unfolding so, at the right time. Divine timing all is always there. It's always key. <laughs> we can force things exactly. if we want, but it's never going to work unless divine timing is ready for you, right? Exactly. So I, um, I, I was very fortunate to be in the position that I could take a month and go and do my teacher training in a in immersive um, situation. So I. Where were you again, actually? Because I remember looking at all your Instagram pictures and I was like, oh, I'm so jealous. I wish I was there with you. Where was that again? It was, it was um, Costa Rica. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> how wonderful that must have yeah. been. Yes, it was It was beautiful. And it was a very intuitive decision to go there. I was. It was in the January, I think, and I uh, was scrolling through Instagram. I'd been looking for teacher training, and this is just reminds me so much about just kind of trusting the unfolding. I'd been searching for this perfect teacher training that I wanted to go on and nothing was resonating really deeply. And I was like, oh yeah, this is what, uh, I mean, I could do this, I could do that, but nothing resonated. And I just, I made the decision to just let go of looking. And I just remember I was sitting, I was actually, I think I was like waiting for my bath to run or something one evening and I just, went onto Instagram and I just put YTT stands for yoga teacher training into Instagram on the like hashtag search. Yeah. And I scrolled up through this phone, looked at a photo, which was of a, um, was of the beach and this amazing, beautiful yoga uh, pose on, on a rock, you know, very <laughs> cliche, but very beautiful. Um, and I clicked on it and it was like yoga teacher training, Costa Rica in July this year, was the only month I could have done the whole month of the year. Um, her name was Lauren. And I was like, okay, this is the one. <laughs> oh my God, that's it. Again, yeah. it's trusting the process because it always happens better than you ever could have imagined. Were you even looking for Costa Rica? Were you even thinking of like, you know, a location out of the UK when you were looking for yoga teacher training or no? I was looking for out of the UK. Um, I was looking, I was thinking perhaps kind of Central America or South America or the US in some shape or form. Um, but yeah, this just, it was perfect. And actually the the lady who ran it, um, who is the, the founder of the school is Canadian. So it all, I, I don't know, just everything just felt right. And I, I think I'd Skyped her within 24 hours and put the deposit down. That's away. incredible. And, and it's meant going. to be. When it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So now it's been, what, three, two years later? Two years, two years now since I qualified and returned. That is um, fantastic. Congratulations. And what a, what a whirlwind of a two years it's been for you as well, right? I'm sure your practice yes. has changed significantly since when you first started teaching, or has it? My Yeah, my practice has completely shifted. Um, so when I first started practicing it was it was more vinyasa flow so it was very dynamic very strong and so sorry for interrupting you for anyone that doesn't know these different terms do you mind explaining because when I first heard yoga and I actually connected with them um, try yoga I was a member there and all these different names like ashtanga vinyasa or I don't know any other name that you can think of I was like I don't know what anything is so I tried it all just so for anyone that's new to yoga or has never tried yoga and we're using any terminology do you mind just sharing what vinyasa actually is yeah so for I feel like 
this is where it's I like I think there's um I feel like the practices mean different things for different people so for for me the vinyasa like vinyasa flow means to sync the breath and the movement and it's a very you you base a lot of the movement around sun salutations and there's this continuous flow of movement sinking kind of one breath per movement it can be very fast it can be slower um people ask me what kind of yoga I teach and my training was sort of more vinyasa flow but it I call it more of a I call it flow so it is a flow of movement and breath and it is this sort of dynamic dance I suppose on the mat oh I love but... that that's what you should call it a dynamic dance <laughs> there you go there's something you need to create honey <laughs> that's wonderful yeah but it's it's changed for me so much because at first it was very you know it was a lot more about the postures and it was about what it looked like and it was about kind of very perfect alignment and of course alignment is important to keep the body safe but my practice now is is an is um has evolved i think and it's like i love just that slow flow that real juicy kind of feeling into every movement it's very fluid it's sort of hip circles it's lots of um, it's not rigid, it's not static, there's, there's continuous movement, whether that movement is through the breath itself, or whether that movement is actually physically moving my body. Um, so I call it, it's more, for me, my practice is more of an embodiment practice now, rather than a uh, a kind of labelled yoga practice. If that Wonderful. I love that because it's completely tailored as well. I'm sure, I know you prepare for all of your classes, but I'm sure when you get there, and especially at how intuitive you are, you probably adapt all of your movements anyway to whoever's in front of you whoever you're teaching at that time as well which is so um I personally prefer that I'm loving a teacher is really connected to the class and really connected to me myself because I know there's some movements for example like doing a camel pose which is correct me if I'm wrong when you're kind of doing a half back bend and you're touching your feet right is that camel pose mm-hmm. yeah that yeah. makes me so nauseous I just cannot like I do not like doing that. When I see that coming up in practice, it gives me actually anxiety. So I'd much rather go into like a child's pose or like do something else instead of that, you know. But I love that a teacher can really adapt that to you. And I think you, from, you know, knowing you and from knowing your intuition and I know how you work, it's just so empowering to see that you're doing that, which is incredible. Yeah, and and I always give everybody permission in a class. Not that I need to give them permission, but I think people think they do need permission sometimes to do whatever they need. Yeah, to do what they need. And at the beginning of practice, I always start with a meditation and I always ask them to check in with themselves and and honour that need, Mm -hmm. um, whatever that is. And if that means Shavasana lying down in in corpse pose for the whole class, I have no problem with that in fact I would be so um it would be such an honor for someone to to be so connected to their body to to enable themselves to have that to gift themselves that during a practice and and let go of ego completely because you know to do that would take a lot of courage but Mm. if someone needs that then then I always encourage that in class. I think it's a beautiful thing to do for yourself. That is, do you know what? That's so lovely even to hear that. And I've heard a lot of my clients, I would 
not a lot of the clients, but some clients, depending, kind of similar to what you said, had like physical aches and pains that they need that little bit of movement in their body. And I know, especially with busy lifestyles, we can tend to forget to go to the gym or to do a cardio or to move our body. And when we're not connected with our body, we're not connected. We need to connect to this house, what this house that's, house, that's housing our soul. It's so important. So what I have found when I first started to go to yoga, like I said to you a minute ago, there are some movements where I just didn't understand why this was even a movement. It was just horrific for my personal space. And what I started to do when I was going to try yoga, I went every single day and I loved it. I tried every single um, yoga you can think of. I, well, I think I did, but every single class <laughs> there is out there, I tried it just to see what I prefer. And I soon realized it's not the type of yoga I preferred. It's the teacher and who I connected with. It's actually when I was more aware in the class that I really felt the most effect in my body. And I felt now or excuse me, at that particular time, I actually needed more cardio in my life. So I started going back to the gym more. And every single time I finish a gym class, I will do my own yoga practice or I come home and do my own yoga practice. And even just before we started talking today, I got out of bed and I literally had to do some sort of movement. Now, I don't know what you could call it, but it was movement for my body. And I'm going to call it yoga because it's the only way to explain it. But it's really about, like you said, really listening to what your body needs and adapting it to whatever you need and taking that ego away. Because when you can rid yourself from, oh, no, that's not the right pose. You're not as strong as this person. You're not bending over as much as this person. And you can remove those negative thoughts and the ego talking. You really do connect deeper to your emotional, emotional state. You connect deeper to your physical well-being. And that's when you see the shift in your mental state as well as your physical health. And that's what I want to actually ask you next is how has practicing yoga and being more connected to your own body really enhanced your own mental clarity shall we say well i think it kind of as you were saying there it's this um yoga is this union so it's this reuniting of the mind the body the soul the heart like everything coming together um and i think that for me it's it's been a journey of self-acceptance and it's been um a journey of learning to be kinder and to show more love to myself and to to trust my body and to trust the place I'm in. So I think the movement has given me incredible amounts of confidence in terms of like my mindset as well. So I've been able to, I mean, I say this in class all the time, you know, if, if you can start like stay in a posture that's physically causing you not pain but discomfort because it's challenging if you can sit with that if you can breathe through mm. that if you can deal with that then you can take that practice that strength and that confidence knowing you've managed to do it there and you can bring it into the things that happen in life the challenges that you face the you know the the obstacles that come up you can breathe through it you can find that yes um, the strength, the inner strength that you knew you had on the mat when you were standing in a warrior two and your legs were shaking and you <laughs> wanted to come out of it, but you didn't, you can bring that into your, you know, the challenges that arise in your life. So I think for me, that's, that's given me such a huge amount of confidence and the breath, you know, the breath has been transformational for me it was one of the things that really helped me shift physically and mentally because it when I was in the most in my most anxious moments my breath would be really short and shallow yes where 
it taught you know my practice has taught me how to breathe deeply into the belly how to fill my body with love and new energy and revitalize myself just with the breath and that's a constant anchor for me which then led on to the meditation which meditation is has been my oh it's like a gift absolutely absolutely do you know like even me for me personally i have a very um let's call it a creative energy a very high energy and my personality type um i won't go into too much ayurvedic ayurvedic talk of personality type but my personality type is either very very high or very very low there's no in between with me and i that's just who i am and i've learned how to deal with that but for years i used to experience um severe anxiety with that shortness of breath and the anxiety would be um, kind of made me rigid where i couldn't really move from where i was and it was a, it's a long story but it was very severe at one point in my life and i was introduced to a meditation app i can't for the life of me think what one it was now I've tried so many, I can't remember the first one, but I was introduced to a meditation app. And just, I know it sounds ridiculous, but connecting with the breath, something that we have to do to stay alive, but just being aware of that changes your whole mental state. It changes your whole mental um, awareness. It changes your body's physical awareness. You understand where you're holding the tension and where it needs to let go of. You understand if it actually your thoughts that you're thinking are actually real or they're your imagination. It gives you so much clarity. And it's funny even now, my boyfriend who's polar opposite to me in terms of holistic healthcare, intuition, meditation, everything of the above, he even noticed if I skipped a, med- a day where I haven't meditated, he's like, oh, go on in there and do five minutes. <laughs> because it just off you go (laughs) because it just grounds me it just calms me it's just the best thing to do every day and it's funny I I quote Buddha quite a lot in this but the busier you are the more you should meditate and it is Mm -hmm. such a way to gain that severe or not even severe it's to gain that clarity and just gain that awareness but it's also like you said earlier on it's taking time to honor yourself and honor your body and taking time to actually sit still so you can then get clarity and going forward so I 100% yeah. agree. Meditation is yeah. the way forward and connecting with your breath. It is transformational. Yeah, I, I find with meditation that the the days where it's hardest are the days you need it the most. Yes. So the days, you know, when you're, you've got time to meditate, yeah, it's lovely and it's all very, you know, roses and, and, and gratitude and it's all this, you know, beautiful feelings because you feel like you're totally zen. But the days where you are, you're most anxious, where you're more you're the most terrified of being with your thoughts, days where you feel really low um, and you want to distract yourself with external things, like those are the days where the meditation is the most powerful. And you might need to do it even more. Yeah, and they're the hardest days to get to the point of actually doing your meditation, but they're the most pivotal times. And I'm, you know, there's been so many times where I felt so anxious so low um like really confused not knowing you know and overwhelmed not knowing where to turn and i have resisted the meditation and then more recently probably in the last well since i did my teacher training and my meditation teacher training those days are the days where i actually i have to be disciplined with myself and it's not in an aggressive like forceful way it's like no, Lauren, you, you know, you're resisting this for a reason. This is something you really need to do today. So I'll give myself, I'll, I'll set myself five or 10 minutes on my timer minimum 
to sit and be with myself and those days are the days where it's not a guided meditation it is simply stillness yes. and it can be really uncomfortable mm. but it's definitely transformative because it makes you sit with those feelings and the emotions that are coming up and instead of running away from them we face them and we let them be expressed and show themselves and then actually more often than not they're not as bad as you feared they were going to be exactly and it's funny because i get this quite a lot with some of my clients and even me and i've experienced this like you said yourself when you have those anxious moments to sit and listen to a guided meditation or to sit and just be still can be the most challenging thing that you'll ever do. So there's meditation doesn't have to be you're sitting still, cross leg with arm fingers. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be that at all. Meditation can be you're actually being aware when you're brushing your teeth or when you're when you're walking, you're really planting your feet into the ground. Or it can be moments of getting a pen and paper and simply writing down your thoughts. It can be using your yeah. meditation coloring books. It doesn't meditation can sometimes feel very heavy in that word is in I have to sit still I have to get two minutes of my day even though I'm so stressed and busy but it's just allowing yourself to be still like you said it's allowing yourself to acknowledge the emotions that you are feeling and the thoughts you are feeling and something that I find myself because as you know there's a lot going on in my life right now I'm moving (laughs) two businesses home to Ireland moving country traveling for a month it's all chaotic at the minute but it's wonderful but there's times where my anxiety this month especially has been a little bit higher than normal Um, and I'm lucky enough that I do know the tools and techniques that work for me to calm that down and one of them is sitting in my beautiful armchair where I can sit with a pen and paper and those are the days where I, I don't necessarily like to sit listening to someone talking to me through a guided meditation, I don't necessarily like to do it myself, even though I can, but I like to just get a pen and paper and just write down how I'm feeling. Even if it says, I don't know what I feel, write it down and let's see what flows. It's doing that free-handed writing, but it's meditation, it can be anything. It's just taking time to honor yourself. So I, exactly, it's yeah. just wonderful. Yeah. What I yeah, would walking love- started. Walking was where my meditation started. And then the yoga practice is a moving meditation and that's that's where I got the confidence to gradually get towards sitting still but there are days when I really I don't sit still and I and I go off and being out in nature and I might lean against a tree or you know like just take a couple of breaths that's all it takes it doesn't have to be this big scary thing and it's the same with yoga everything is about your body because again the reason I wanted to talk to you today is because I hear so many different things from people saying that they went to one yoga class and they didn't understand the terminology like a downward dog or cat cow or whatever the case may be they didn't understand it and they couldn't get into yoga because they kept looking around and I just said try try it three times because I remember the first time I went to yoga I was the same like she was saying, do this, that, and the other. And I was like, what on earth? How do people know what they're doing? <laughs> but you soon get into the habit. You soon remember what they're doing. And after three times, I just fell in love. But the first three, I hated it so much because I wasn't connected to my breath. I was more in my mind, in my head, because I was trying to see if I was doing it right. Oh my God, are people looking at me because I can't touch my toes? Like all these different insecurities. But it's really about embracing it and trying it at least three times. But even that with yoga and meditation, the whole point of this practice, if you go back way back to Eastern philosophy and correct me if I'm wrong, is to just be in the moment, to heighten your energy, to heighten your awareness, to heighten your intuition. So it doesn't matter, like Western society, we have changed it every, every slightly, again, you're more knowledgeable than I am in this, but we have changed it to become more kind of fashionable and maybe it's not as stop me at any time but it's not as centered as what it is but I know the eastern philosophy is very much more the awareness to heighten your intuition to heighten your connection to the divine right am I wrong or no yeah 
yeah well the the ultimate aim is enlightenment there you go so it is <laughs> i was half right right i was on the right track <laughs> I I, this is the thing though i think um i feel really strongly that everybody like of course there are these strong roots and it's really amazing to be connected to them but we're not in the eastern world you know right now we're mm. we're we're here we're in the western world and we are living a very different life and we we need to find the way that yoga works for us and whether we exactly. even call it yoga you know like I, it might not even be called yoga to you you know it could be it, it's just about it's about accepting yourself it's about the self-love and it's about it's about kindness and it's about it's about finding peace within yourself and being truthful and being your whole self and that might look you know for someone maybe the physical postures of yoga really don't appeal to you then that's totally fine but there's also there's all these other ways that you could introduce that same sense of being mm. into your life through any form of being present through an activity or through movement or just in your day like it doesn't I, I think there's this sort of strong and this is definitely where my practice is evolving you know yoga asana which is the physical postures is one element and it's probably for me almost the most insignificant element now um it's not about what it looks like at all it's about me connecting with my body and being with myself mm. in that moment and being comfortable with myself and sometimes not being comfortable with myself and facing that and, and having to navigate through that and it's it's this yeah the the physical side of yoga for me is is more about embodiment is is just about totally embodying where you are at in that moment like feel like being that that whole self and and that's what yoga means to me and it it will be different for every single person absolutely absolutely it is a gift it's a gift to yourself of being aware so whether you can go to a yoga class maybe i've got a lot of listeners from your area where do you actually actually that's perfect time where are you where's your studio because i have a lot of listeners down near you so remind us of where <laughs> so your studio is I, I teach at kingdom yoga which is in penshurst in kent um it's the most beautiful um eco building in the middle of um sort of yeah, in Woodland, and it's just a magical place to be. Um, I also teach one-to-ones, um, which I really enjoy teaching. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, that's that. And then I do retreats and things like that as well. So I don't teach a huge amount anymore. I did when I first started. I taught sort of like 15, 20 classes a week, Ooh, wow. and I totally burnt myself out doing it. And now I just teach. Um, some workshops and retreats and one regular class a week and and that's and that I feel like is is enough for me that's wonderful Um, but there is going to be more online things that I'm going to be offering because it it feels what I actually really like is I like being able to guide people through that movement practice and them being in their own space and then being having having that confidence just to do to to take some time for themselves, even if it's 10 minutes. Um, And with how busy people are, people can't always get to a studio and can't get to a space. So making it a little bit more accessible in a very safe way. So, I mean, I wouldn't be teaching crazy postures. It's all again about the embodiment practice and it might 
you know, I, it might look very different to a normal yoga class. Um, but yeah, there, there will be more online offerings coming up. That's wonderful. So online offerings and on your website? Yeah, it'll be on my website and probably on YouTube. Remind me of your website handle if you can. It's Lauren Barber, L-A-U-R-E-N-B-A-R. Just so, so just that is wonderful so anyone that are like that is listening that wants to take up yoga or maybe try a different um flow that it is really about connecting to your body connecting to the more um spiritual element of the practice that's taking all that pressure that that am i doing the posture right is it doing like you're doing handstands for 20 minutes like you're taking all of that pressure away <laughs> i can't do a handstand so <laughs> i'm just gonna have to throw that out there <laughs> well it's again you're connecting to your body and you're doing what your body wants to do so your body obviously doesn't want to do a handstand so well, it's a fear thing involved with with the handstands it's kind of self-preservation and actually when i first went to be a teacher I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to be a yoga teacher because I couldn't do a headstand or a handstand in the middle of the room without like walls and support. Mm. And that was a massive ego kind of learning curve of actually it's not about doing headstands and handstands, Lauren. <laughs> it's about accepting what you can do and embracing exactly. what you can do. Absolutely. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's funny because we all... I think because there's so much, like you said earlier on, you saw images on Instagram. There are so many different people out there who are doing the most wonderful things with their body. And if I, mm -hmm. some things I look, I'm like, oh, God, I'd love to be able to do that. Like, I don't know, doing a full forward bend where I'm actually, my head's in between my legs. I would love to be able to do that. <laughs> but realistically, do I need to do that? No, I'm happy that I can just touch my toes right now, right? Which is great. But yeah. it's what my body needs. I think that's really important to remember is... Yoga is not this, you have to be able to do all sorts of movements. It is just simply about whatever it is you want it to be about. And it's embracing that. And that goes with anything in life. It's really about every single day should be whatever it is you want to do, what makes you feel good to do. Ensuring that you're taking time for yourself, for yourself love to take time to understand what your intuition wants you to do, what your good instinct wants you to do, rather than what your logic and ego is telling you to do. So it's really about taking that step away from your ego mind, of your fears, of your um, challenges, of your limitations, because there are none. And it's connecting to what your body needs. Because when you can yeah. understand your body, you can understand your emotions. Because as we both know, every single thing that we think goes into our body, into our muscles, into our bones. So if we can connect with that, we can read our intuition like like a book. So it's mm -hmm. definitely key. This has been yeah. wonderful, Lauren. Thank you so much. If, Thank you so much. It's been so fun. I'd love to ask if you've got one final bit of wisdom for anyone that is looking to start yoga or to just change their practice and change it up a little bit way or anything, anything at all that you can think of. Sorry to put you on the spot. Um, I think it just is just, you know, it will maybe feel out of your comfort zone to start with, but um, try it, give it a go. And if you don't like it, then fine. You've not, you know, lost anything. Just, just trust your instincts when it comes to finding a teacher, like go with where you're drawn to. Um, and just listening to you saying what you were saying before is just the, a quote that's come to my mind, um, which I think is really powerful is just, and this is something that that people, if you can remember this, then it's um, it just reminds you every time. It's like yoga is not about touching your toes; it's about what you learn on the way down. Oh, I love and that. that. Yeah, and that that I love that quote. And I think the teacher and my teacher training said that to me, and I've seen it loads mm. after that. And it's just that's the truth of it. You know, it's not about touching your toes. However, many people come to me and say, "Oh." I can't touch my toes. I'm rubbish at yoga. Like you can't be rubbish at yoga. <laughs> you 
he might not be able to like t- touch your toes right now but actually if you bend your knees deeply enough you probably could touch your toes um it's you know it's like it's this this kind of what what are you going to learn in the process you know to get there as you say you you can you can now touch your toes and who knows where that's going to lead you next but the journey to get to that point has probably been pretty fun absolutely i'll never forget when like i said i'll i I could talk to you for hours but i'll never forget when i first started doing it i like i don't even think i could barely touch my knees like i seriously had most tightest hamstrings I don't know they were just awful they were rigid I feel like they could snap with any bend but now what I can actually stick my hands underneath my feet but it's not about doing that it's not about actually being able to yes it feels great and I love that stretch and I love that I feel actually taller believe it or not even though I'm five foot two but I feel taller (laughs) I feel taller in myself but also I feel that it's really taught me that when I do sit for so long at my desk or my I am you know traveling or I'm with clients whatever the case may be I do need I do have this deeper awareness to my body that I've never had before and even now I'm like all I want to do is stand up and just stretch my legs because my legs give me that strength they get me rooted to the ground it's that new awareness that I have to know that I'm supported I'm protected at all times and that is what's something that yoga brought to my life is know that I am supported and guided and protected and I think it's something that you can take that you can share with others is it's so important to just embrace that practice for what it is and allowing whatever thoughts whatever um bit of inspiration that comes to you that's your practice and that's what you should go with yeah I love that <laughs> well thank you so much like I said I could probably sit here and talk to you for hours and I'm sure we've got loads of other topics we'd like to talk about but for today thank you so much for inspiring me and I know you've inspired others through your journey of yoga and how it's embraced your physical well-being and your mental well-being as well and thank you for sharing your details about your practices I'm sure you'll have loads more maybe more classes you'll have to do with all the demand <laughs> thank you so much lauren you're welcome thank you so much thank you so much for listening today be sure to leave a review on itunes or soundcloud when you subscribe to this weekly show if you don't have any of the above you'll also find me on my website www.sineadahora.com remember if you want change you must take action and now it's the time to do so it's time to make your dreams become your reality as we know all good things start with an idea or in this case a droplet so let the ripple effect commence Thank <laughs> you.